In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, the Holy Three in One, who does show us how much He loves us by allowing us to be here and allowing us to worship Him. Dear brothers and sisters in Christ, today is Valentine's Day, but today is also uh, the first Sunday in Lent, which means that uh, it's it's the beginning of a, a new time, and, and uh, that new time that I was uh, kind of explaining at the beginning of worship here is a time where we normally uh, change up our sermon series, and uh, because of that, uh, we're, we're starting off in a new sermon series today called What on Earth, uh, which is all about uh, what it means to worship, and, and uh, what on earth might not uh, kind of initially strike you as something that uh, you think of as being really, well, kind of worshipful sounding, but the whole idea in worship is that God comes to us on earth in this way. And he comes to us through his word. He comes to us in his sacrament. And so when we are gathering together here for worship, we're, we're actually recognizing that there is something of God here on earth that he is bringing to us. And it's a pretty amazing time if you think about that. If you think about the fact that somehow, in some way, God's word and God's sacrament here at this place is coming to us on a Sunday morning. that We get God's attention by being in this place. Well, that sounds like it's, well, something that's sort of important. And yet... When you look at the statistics throughout the United States, you kind of wonder if everybody really kind of sees it that way. Because overall, in the United States, you have a, a, a percentage of the population that says, at least to people that ask them this question, that say, well, uh, I am a regular churchgoer, about 40%. Uh, and so you have about 40% of people that say, well, I'm a regular churchgoer. Here in Florida, it's a little bit lower. And uh, this includes not just Christian churches, it, it includes all kinds of religious services, but here in Florida it's still a little bit lower, it's right at 32%. And so you, you have just about 70% of Floridians that are saying, well, golf, or something else, or a little bit later brunch, or whatever it is. And uh, so uh, you start to kind of wonder and you start to go, well, why isn't that important? And then when you start looking at the national number, at least, it's another interesting kind of twist. Because while you have about 40% of people in our country say, well, worship is important to me, so important that I am, quote unquote, a regular churchgoer. And then you compare that with statistics that churches take in order to count how many people are in worship on a Sunday, what you end up is a massive difference. That what you actually have when you look at how many people are in church on a given Sunday is 17.7% of people that are actually in church on a Sunday. Here at University Lutheran, we, we keep track of some of those numbers, and uh, I am proud to report that we are not only above 17.7%, that we are actually above 32%. We're even above 40%, and we're just a tinge over 50% of our members make it to worship 
regularly on any given Sunday. Let me say that again. Just a little bit under 50% of our members aren't here today. So this is Lent and we, well, we give up chocolate, which is especially hard today. And we give up beer, which is hard on uh, St. Patrick's Day, which is also in Lent coming up here. And we give up coffee, which is hard every day. And yet, for some reason, there is no discernible bump in church attendance, except until we hit Easter. And then people we've never seen are in the seats next to us. And so, asking the question again, how important is this? How important do we really feel it is to come and to worship God? Well, if you look at the numbers, the reality is that anybody looking at those numbers would say, well, obviously... Worship is not a very important part of being a Christian. Worship is not a very important part of being a Lutheran. Worship is not a very important part of, well, pretty much anything. Because only about half of the people do it. And that kind of cuts us to the bone. As probably, well, it should. There's something that's amiss here. Because when you look at our readings for today, when you look at what is going on in the Word of God that is supposed to be the thing that tells us what this Christian thing is all about, what this Lutheran thing is all about, it seems like it's very important. So so you have, here at the end of Deuteronomy, in that first reading, you have a very, very clear and culturally specific way of outlining exactly what it means to worship. And so what you have in that, that uh, Elder Scott read, uh, that you have this sense of, well, when you come to worship, here's what you do. You go to the priest and you bring a basket. And that basket is filled with your first fruits. And when you go to the priest, you see the priest and you say, hey, priest, here's my basket. A wandering Aramean was my father. da 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 and you go, what, what's an Aramean, and why is he wandering? Well, all of that is a reference to this guy who's named Jacob, which if you read the Old Testament, he shows up. He even shows up in the New Testament. And as you're, you're reading through that, it, you find out that what they're doing is this is actually kind of a confession of faith, that this is something that, uh, that the person who's coming in says, here's my basket, Filled with my first fruits, and here's what God has done for me and my people. And the priest then goes and takes that, and that is worship. And then when they go home, they're supposed to worship with the marginalized people of their neighborhood. Well, that's not exactly what we do here. 
because I don't see any of you with baskets full of the first fruits of the stuff from your garden. But you can still recognize that there is something worshipful about that activity. And God is saying, this is an important thing. And then, you know, kind of the, the really striking example of how important worship here is it actually doesn't come from God in these readings. It comes from Satan. And so when Jesus is in the wilderness and he's being tempted by the devil and the devil says, well, I've got all of these things to tempt you with. And one of the things that he says to Jesus as he's tempting him is he says, well, I have all of the governments. I have all of them, which tells us something about legislature. (laughs) I have all of the governments and, well, I'll give them to you. And I think we would say that that is a fairly valuable card that Satan is holding. That there are people who would definitely take that. And what is the price that Satan asks for? Fall down and worship me. Who? Is that it? I mean, I am sure that there are people who have been stumping around in uh, New Hampshire and Iowa. There are some people that if Satan came to them and gave them that same deal, that they would be flat on their face. Say, that's all? Okay, that's cool. And so even to Satan, worship is important. And yet, to us, about 50%, you can take it or leave it. But the thing is that beating you over the head with the fact of 50% or 17.7 or any of those numbers, that, that isn't going to change who we are, because who we are is not a people that really likes to get browbeaten into anything. And so what we, we really have to do is we have to show, well, you know, yeah, you are kind of dirty sinners because you don't worship quite as much as what you should. And maybe not even the way that, the way that you should. But here's the deal. It's that worship is an important thing. And it's not just an important thing because God is like some kind of annoying ex-girlfriend. Like somebody that you've had in relationships past who, who, who is like, love me, love me, love me. God, God's not needy like that. He's not saying, well, you have to come to worship because otherwise this is over, buddy. Because that's not attractive. And God is by nature attractive. Not meaning that God, you know, is going to be posing in magazines anytime soon. It means that God wants to bring you to him. And that he does that by attracting us to him. And that he does that by showing us, well, this is actually kind of good for you. 
that this worship thing, then it actually does good in your soul. And that's what Paul is talking about in the lesson in Romans, where he's saying, well, when you get together and you actually speak the words of your heart, you speak this word of faith out loud, that there is something that is mysterious, that is miraculous, that is amazing that happens. When you believe and speak at the same time, which is what worship should be all about, that when we are singing all of those really, really old songs from the Lutheran hymnal, That what we should be doing is saying, I believe this stuff and I am going to say it. Because there is something about saying it that is so very powerful. It's like that first time that maybe you've never done this, but you're probably the minority, so just roll with me. That first time that you ever saw that person that you had maybe been dating for a little while and you knew that they were kind of cool and you really liked them and you let those three words go. I love you. How powerful did that feel? You probably didn't feel anything as powerful as that until, and some of you are definitely not here yet, until you said... Two words. I will, or I do. There's something about this worship. Something about this worship that lets us feel God at work in our lives. When we speak those words of faith, when we hear Words of faith being proclaimed to us from His Word. There's something so powerful there. Because what they are is a manifestation of that. Because throughout the Scriptures, what you have is Jesus being called the Word. It's really actually kind of crazy. What you have is that you have this sense that Jesus is words. That he's a human being, yes, but he's also words. And those words are the things that we let out of our mouths. They are the things that we let into our ears when we're here at worship. They are the things that make a sacrament a sacrament. When we say, I baptize you in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, those are Jesus' words. And He's saying, I am right here in those words for you right now. And later on today, when we hear Him say, this is my body, this is my blood, that is Jesus. Right here, right now. Saying, I love you. And while perhaps some percentage of people may not think that that's important, I think you're so important that I'm going to be 100% here for you to hear them. Amen.